0: It's Sports Day Plus with Trey Elling. Coming up on episode number nine of an abbreviated edition of Sports Day Plus. It's pregame for Astros Rangers game three at 630. Before that, I'm spending a couple of segments with musician Ben Folds ahead of his show at the Paramount Theater tonight, discussing his new album, the creative process, and more. I am your host, Trey Elling. You can follow me on Twitter at Courtesy Wave and do the same for ESPN Austin at 1027 ESPN. Well, this show is typically rooted in sports. Occasionally, we go beyond the sports world, especially as it pertains to interesting conversations. And that is the case with the two-segment conversation I am bringing you with musician Ben Folds. You know him from the band Ben Folds 5, as well as his solo career. Well, he's bringing the solo act through town tonight at the Paramount Theater in support of his newest album, What Matters Most. And Ben is nice enough to join me for a couple of segments to talk about that and more. Ben, thank you so much for the time. How you doing today? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I see that you are just finishing off a theater tour that is in cahoots with your new album, What Matters Most. I guess it's yes. fitting that you uh, finish off this tour with a Texas four-step, as it were. Houston, <laughs> Austin, yes. San Antonio, and Dallas. How's the tour been going so far?
1: Yeah, it's all been going. I mean, you know, it's there's been different phases to it. You know, I had a band out for a while. Some of these I've done solo, and some of them have been with orchestras. So the new album has now kind of been performed in an array of arrangements in ways. You learn a lot about a song by doing that, you know?
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite arrangement to perform this new album th- through? I don't. I think that the, the nights
1: that are on are on in their own unique ways and the ones that aren't as on um are which i feel like for recently for touring not not as on is it's been really good you know like they've, it's been it's been really good uh but yeah uh they, they, it just depends on it i don't have a favorite no that's the best way to say it.
0: <laughs> well you've created a lot of great music over the years and what matters most is no different what do you like most about what matters most as compared to some of your other music?
1: Mm, well, it's hard to describe, but I mean, I think there's the thing that we chase as, uh, you know, as recording artists, which is, I think that I would speak for my homies as well, <laughs> uh, that, you know, we make, a um, something we tried to do, you know, and you go, gosh, that wasn't, quite there some things happened that I didn't expect that's nice but I really feel like I'm gonna need to make another one and and and, and really got like got like a be like a gambler or something like I think I, I'm gonna have to roll the dice again try to get this right and um I feel like on this record like a number of things that would be very hard for me to describe came together um and that's as articulate about it as I can be I think when you make a record you should be making something that's just beyond your ability. And when you pass that window, you could never make that record again. Hmm. So anyone that wants you to make that record again, if you actually can, it was because the record's not good enough. Like like if you're whoever, whatever the band you are, the Beatles, you know, like the records that they made are all very different. They couldn't have remade those. Um, and And so this one is like that. But there was this. There's a less of a sense of me to wanted to correct it, if that makes any sense.
0: No, it does. I feel like it's
1: more. It's more. There's something very direct about it, and um, and and yeah, and I didn't give a damn either. I mean, <laughs> it's really nice to not give a flying crap. That's awesome. I love it.
0: I think that's a key to life. Actually, is learning to care significantly less about what those around you think about things, as long as. Right what you're doing you don't want to be too selfish about it because you do want to make this world about uh, how, how you're able to give back to others too but as soon as you yeah. can tune out the criticism you can truly become the fullest version of yourself
1: I think we can detach I, I've noticed like a lot of my sort of you know friends outside of music that are in art you know especially visual stuff like theater for instance they're used to taking notes. You know, when I say taking this, they're used to accepting people's Mm. criticism and then incorporating that into a into their piece. We musicians are far less like that. I don't send out to a damn focus group for my stuff, and (laughs) I don't care what someone tells me I should or shouldn't do. Um, But I think it's a healthier state to actually be able to hear it and accept as much as you can, and just have the confidence to hold your own when you need to. And I think those things are kind of helpful. I mean, I think this record, perhaps one of the things that worked about it for me was that the entire, you know, the band, the sort of team around recording the record weren't all yes men at all. Tall Heights were like, you know, they had a lot of criticisms or suggestions or things that they thought could be better. And I would take them on board if I believed them. And if I didn't, I didn't. And some of the things that they said, like in retrospect, would make people laugh. They'd be like, seriously? They wanted to change that. That's my favorite part. But other things that they they were saying actually was very, very helpful and useful to me. I either took it on board completely or I just took part of their idea. And to compartmentalize or to be able to detach yourself from from comments and criticism is different from ignoring it, if that makes sense. And I think that I did a little bit of the – middle ground on this one i mean like i say that what i mean by i don't give a crap is really is partially like look you don't like that part what don't you like about it okay oh i guess i could explain that better fine glad you said so and then that's fine or it could be like no you don't get it sorry get out of here you know like either way it's fine with me i get before i think i would be more in turmoil about those things and um you know i re- i realized too that albums are just a drop in the bucket i mean you know life is short you make the best that you can. You move on. I used to look at it as as a you know a much more serious state of affairs, and I think uh, t- uh, t- sort of decoupling myself from it allowed me to work on it a lot more intensely. Actually,
0: you know that's interesting to hear you say that because you have a reputation for. Uh, a willingness to say no to the game that you're supposed to be playing as a musician with the major record labels. You talk at length about that in your excellent memoir from a couple of years ago, a dream about lightning bugs, but it sounds like your evolution as somebody who is naturally good at putting your foot down and saying, no, I'm not going to compromise my artistic integrity here is more of a willingness to listen to where that criticism is coming from and, and to take it into consideration before you'd shut it down for good.
1: That's been my evolution. I'll still shut it down, but I think before, if you said, if I heard a comment or a criticism, I would bristle. Mm. But what do you? What have you got to bristle from? Who gives a damn? Like, <laughs> like, 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 really? Like, I understand why we bristle, but you don't need to be defensive, and you don't need to, you know. And if you can't hear it anymore, <clears throat> then don't. You know, you can always just shut it down if you know. Okay, I'm a little fragile now. I can't have people, um, I I can't listen to this. Then shut it down. I mean, the cool thing to say is that we never read our um, reviews. I know many people who admit to reading their reviews, and yet I have a feeling that most of us aren't being truthful with that or that they don't care about them. Um, I just bristle a lot less. Mm. I mean, look, someone could say, there was, a, there was a, uh, an anecdote about an author, and I don't know who the author is, but the story was told to me, and it works. He, he put out a book, and then he got two letters in the mail one day about the book. One said, this is the worst crap you've ever re- written, and the other said, this is the most amazing thing I've ever read. And he wrote back to both of them the same response. You may be right. <laughs> Awesome. That's where you should think of it. Yeah, sure.
0: That's a great you, you, response. You may be
1: right, but if you can decouple yourself from it, then you can actually get to the business of being intense about it. You know, and as you get older, you get quietly intense. Like Frank Lloyd Wright said about how he was more, you know, when he was in the '70s, he said he was far more rebellious than he had been younger. It's just he wasn't loud about it anymore. He was now quiet about it. He didn't need. He didn't need to be branded as the Rebel. He just did
0: it. So well put there. He is musician Ben Folds performing at the Paramount Theater tonight in support of his new album, What Matters Most. Coming up, one more segment with Ben on the other side. It's Sports Day Plus with Trey Elling. It's Sports Day Plus with Trey (laughs) Elliott. Back for one more segment with musician Ben Folds. He is performing at the Paramount Theater tonight. A reminder that coming up at 6.30, it's pregame for Rangers-Astros Game 3 right here on 1027 ESPN. So one of the reasons why I loved your memoir from a couple years ago is your openness with talking about the creative process. And one of my favorite lines has to do with that from your book. The real secret to creativity is to be free from prejudice to commit yourself to the process of making mistakes and to recognize the value of exploration and experimentation don't be afraid to go out on a limb or even saw it off behind you love that line to feel free Mm -hmm. to take a leap you have to be okay with letting go of what you're clinging to has it become more difficult to explore and experiment over time because you've done so much of it throughout your life and career well we can get caught up in the trap of
1: wanting wanting to reinvent to an unnecessary level too you know yeah. it's like you just go with gosh we go through phases like you see pictures of yourself and you're like who the hell was that <laughs> other times you're kind of like I kind of came back to that like I can see some kid pictures and I go damn I'm kind of in that mood now like I've kind of come back to that maybe I'll make music like I did when I was 10 it's okay if you're going backwards sometimes I I, I think the whole thing is like doing who you are at the moment better than you can even imagine and just do, do that and if that means you've reinvented awesome but i don't think one should feel that because they've done something again that that's off limits to them you might you know like i uh, you know look at the career of someone like bert backrack where we know a popular song of his like raindrops fall falling your head i happen to know that because i, I Covered it for Burt Bacharach uh, huh. on a TV show, and he told me about this. He'd written three versions of that song, and they were released prior to that being a hit. And then they were flops. Huh? There's the, the same song, like it had some things changed, lyrics changed a little bit, key form stuff. You know, it's just, but it was it was not even the same titles, but they 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 were cut from the same cloth. He was looking for a shape, and he tried one thing, he tried another, tried another, and boom, it caught the reason it, it caught now if he had been someone that's like really concerned with that he was repeating himself or if he'd been concerned about how he appeared to people like oh you're just standing in one place maybe you're not standing in one place and everyone thinks that's the problem with listening to people and and i don't want to be someone who's like trying to radically reinvent myself every 5 minutes anymore than I want to be someone that's the same I want to I want to make what's honest and what makes me feel something and uh to me it's always been a little bit about what seemed like I was getting away with something for some reason that's the way I have to frame it like I'm breaking the law hmm. so when I make something it has to be like the parents have left there're no grown-ups and I just got away with murder <laughs>
0: Do you have your own version of raindrops keep falling on my head? Something that you wrote and performed initially and it wasn't quite right just yet, but two or three iterations later you finally got it like you wanted to. And it turned out to be a commercial success as well.
1: No, I haven't. Um, but I have done some songs have been obviously cut from similar cloths
0: Hmm.
1: and I've had themes, you know, uh, uh, I think I kept on it it didn't culminate in oh I can stop that now because it's been become popular it was more like well I guess that's my last gas I'm I'm done you know like I joke about breakup songs it's like before I played the song called so there you know I often say i I thought it was done with breakup songs, but I had to write one more. Of course, there's usually a little chuckle because they assume that that means that I broke up again. But really what that means is that for all the breakup songs I'd written, I suddenly re- realized that it was an angle that I hadn't considered. And I needed to write a song hmm. with that angle intact. And I think it's that as you grow older, uh, mature some, you realize that breakups don't happen in vacuums. And your version of what they are, when you're emotionally, you know, you know, just kind of all over the map as a as a kid, and and you're just inward, um, mm-hmm. you think that they're in vacuums, you know. But when you get older, you're like, well, look, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to move now, and who's gonna move? I guess I have to move, so I'm gonna take my stuff, um, and that's that's big. You know, <laughs> because someone's growing new, you know, new emotional limbs where they haven't had them before by having to now decide where to put the paintings on the wall. Hmm. Haven't had to do that in five years or something, and so so breakups become. So that's why I just decided I would, I would do that, and it wasn't like. Um, uh, you know, I need to perfect the idea of a breakup song. It's just like, okay. I, I, you know, I always tell myself I'm not going to write any more songs to people's names in them. I tell myself I'm not going to write songs with dirty words in them. I tried so hard on this record. I didn't want an explicit sticker. Mm. I tried and I tried and I got it down to one. And so here we are again. I have an album with a naughty sticker on it
0: again. And I didn't <laughs> want it. That's not the end of the world. Some of my favorite comedians. I the world, the... but I
1: did try, you know.
0: Hey, at least you tried. The effort is uh, a big part of what matters, right? Yeah, So true. So, uh, so Ben, you, uh, you're obviously most known for your solo stuff and also your work with Ben Folds 5. But I have to give you credit for a couple of things that I've loved over the years that you were a major part of. One is your cameo as yourself in seasons three through five of You're the Worst, playing a drunk version of yourself. Hilarious (laughs) performance there. But I also loved, and I didn't even realize this until doing research over the last couple of days, that you were the producer of William Shatner's 2004 album, Has Been. People think I'm kidding when I say this. His cover of The Pulps Common People is one of my all-time favorite covers. Even though you don't perform on that song, you perform on a number of other songs. Shatner himself is great on that album. There's a ton of really cool cameos as well, yourself included. Just how much fun was it to get to work on that project almost 20 years ago?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I produced and essentially co-wrote that record, arranged everything. It was it was a very much a collaboration. Um, I didn't care to frame it as such because I, I, I felt like my job was to highlight and frame the stories of an already then older actor who we hadn't heard from. Like we've heard him be other people, but we hadn't heard about his life. And this was a chance for him to do that. Um, when it came to Common People, yeah, I played bass guitar on that. Okay, and we assembled kind of a punk band, which was a little awkward because I had to kind of send my, the best studio drummer, of our generation, um, home for that day, who would have preferred to play it on the song. And I got a friend of mine who was a punk rock player, who's in advertising. He came in, took his suit tie off, went just like in his underwear, no shirt, played his <laughs> off, put it all. Put it all back on and went back to a meeting. And um, I was, we were talking to David Bowie's management about David Bowie um, being his partner on this. And uh, it just wasn't working out. Um, and Joe Jackson was already it, there. And I started to think, you know, this might be better. And Joe killed it. Um, but I had to talk Shatner into that song, he didn't want to do it.
0: What convinced him?
1: Me. I'm stubborn.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate um, that because I didn't even know about the Pulps version of the song. And since then, I've, uh, I've learned to jam out to the Pulps version of that song too. That's a great song.
1: Uh, so good. Well, the thing is, I used to tell people, that's one of the best pop songs I've ever heard. Yeah. And it's also the most eloquently explained class difference song. And we don't bite that stuff off as much in America. So that song didn't get anywhere over here. Um, But I just took that. And that's why I told Shatner, I was like, look, you can introduce people to a great song. Who gets to do that? Like, they'll listen to you doing that. They'll hear your version first. And that's an amazing, this is an amazing opportunity because I know this song is great. And even people in England are like, I don't know which version I like better. I like them both. It's huge.
0: That's great to hear. Considering all the stuff that you've done, I don't see a whole lot of musical credits on your Wikipedia page. That is theatrical musicals. Uh, Do you have any plans to uh, maybe get into the musical world before it's all said and done, Ben? Well, it's something that I have mm, toyed with
1: since... um, 98 or 99 and it's just um and i've made you know since the early 2000s i've made good friends with people who soon after we started working on things began to get all the tonys and do everything um and i think i'm being closer um a producer friend of mine who is a legend um in the musicals business, I suggested an idea after 15 years of a drought of anything. And he's like, well, I'm glad we waited these 15 years. I told you I was patient. Let's do this. (laughs) So we may be moving forward with it. I got some good news on it today. And, uh, you know, it's all going to be kind of NDA material until we can get the rights. But um, once we get the rights to this piece, I think it's pretty great. And I don't care if it's, successful or not particularly i just want to make sure i make something great
0: he has been Folds. check out the new album what matters most and there aren't a ton of tickets available at the paramount for the wednesday october 18th show but just go to austintheater.org check just to make sure i'm sure it is going to be a hell of a good time ben thank you so much for the time today man really appreciate it
1: thank you very much good to talk to you
0: all right, another show is in the books. Stay tuned for Astros-Rangers Game 3 coming up right here on 1027 ESPN. A reminder that we will be back tomorrow at 6. It will also be a 30-minute show tomorrow because Rangers-Astros Game 4. As a Rangers fan, hope the Rangers are looking to close out tomorrow night, but we shall see. In the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in we be back tomorrow at 6. In the meantime, have yourself a great rest of the evening, and hook them. It's Sports Day Plus with Trey Elling.